Hey, how's it going, all traders and investors? Welcome to Profit Chasers After Hours, or PICA, episode two. Tonight, I have on air my good friend, Alexander Davis. Um, he's a man that I've looked up to for all things mindset, especially mindset, uh, but routine as well. So those are the two things that we're going to talk about, a healthy mindset and a healthy routine to not just be a successful day trader, uh, but to be successful, period. That's what we're about here. I understand that everyone wants to be a day trader, but I think it's vitally important to have um, rules and routines and a mindset in place to be successful at no matter what you do. I don't consider myself to be a, just a successful day trader. I consider myself to be successful at multiple things. And it might not be money-making things, uh, but friendship. Uh, th there's, the list goes on and on. But anyways, uh, Alex is a good friend of mine. He was a member of my Mindset Mastery Group. And the coolest thing that I think Alex has done for me is got me into reading and literature. I, most like all of you who are listening, hated reading uh, growing up. I was terrible at English. I hate, most of you know this, that um, listen to me on live or probably listening to this. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, and I didn't like reading. I read one book a year, maybe if I was lucky, but I, I, I doubt it. Uh, when Alex told me the number, showed me a number, showed that successful people actually read a lot, like a lot. Um, <clears throat> wow, I have something in my throat. Sorry. Uh, it, it, since he showed me that, and he showed me the books and gave me some books and advice to read, um, those books changed my life. And in turn, Alex helped change my life because uh, I wouldn't have read them without his help. He actually bought me some pretty cool books. So um, now we are our book nerds together. He wrote me in there. Um, I now have the blue light glasses to complete the look. Uh, but Alex, maybe introduce yourself, who you are, uh, how you got to where you are, uh, and especially where you're headed in 2022. Well, thank you, Jason, for the awesome introduction. So my name is Alex Davis, and I am an entrepreneur. I'm 18 years old, and a few years ago, I started reading, three years to be exact, and it was my junior year of high school. It was in the summertime. One of my friends offered me the book, The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy. Now, I was at a point in life during this period of time when things weren't the best. I was not in the best mindset. I did not have the best attitude, the best friends, and I really didn't see a future. I, I didn't even understand what I wanted to do. You know, My parents were kind of pushing the whole idea of college, but I never really felt comfortable with that notion, not because I didn't feel smart enough. I definitely was. My academics and my grades were there. I just didn't feel like that that was the path for me. I never really understood that you know it was possible to live above the minimum wage job and really have a life outside of whatever society put me into. The thing is, guys, is that you have a choice. And I realized that after reading The Compound Effect, everything changed. The, the ability to have a choice and to, to choose who I want to become was ever so vital at that moment. So <clears throat> from that moment, I became an entrepreneur. I started massively reading book after book, listening to audios. I listened to hundreds of hours of audios as I rode my book, my bike in the morning, as I w woke up and I did workouts. Every time I was doing chores, mowing the grass, I'd be listening to some of the most like famous people on the earth, and I would be reading books. I, I read, last year, I read 46 books. Now, the average CEO reads close to 46 books, and that's part of the reason why I did it, because as you consume, all this content, as you put it into your brain, neural pathways are being formed. This is called neuroplasticity. And the more pathways that are being formed, especially as you age, you wanna continually grow and expand your mindset and, you, and, you, and your knowledge. We call it bandwidth. That way you can do more things. In order to become a day trader, you need to understand charts. You need to understand a lot of things. You need to understand your mindset. And it's not just about you know knowing what stock to buy, but it also is about understanding the entirety of the stock market. You need to learn by reading books. There are books on finance, books on mindset, and the way you do one thing is the way you do everything. So I'm gonna preface this entire conversation by the fact that if you wanna discard mindset and you just wanna do day trading, you should stop listening to this podcast altogether because mindset is the most vital thing. The way you, you work and your, your mind is working is the way you're going to perform when you are behind the screen mm -hmm. trading charts and trading 90 stocks. 90% of day trading or investing period, um, especially day trading is mindset risk management. Uh, I can teach you every single strategy in the book, but if you don't have a, a mindset for success, a mindset um, for uh, being better, then you're not going to be a good day trader. You're not going to be a good investor. You're not going to even be a good person. Uh, and that's a harsh thing to say, uh, but your mindset really carries you in everything. Alex said one thing, well, you do um, for one thing you do for everything. And I fully agree with that statement. Um, 
Now, I think it's a really great segue. He also mentioned he rode his bike in the morning. He did a lot of uh, eventful things. Mm, geez, wow. I am, holy crap. Uh, we, so, a quick, quick side note. Something we're doing uh, for all episodes on uh, Profit Chasers After Hours is we're going to Uber Eats or Grubhub or, or whatever uh, food to our podcast. And halfway through our podcast, we're going to have uh, the deliverer, if they're willing, sit down and answer a question or, or something like that. Um, now, we already had that. And, and on the topic of health and wellness, we decided it'd be a good day to uh, to order McDonald's. Uh, so I'm a little gassy. I appreciate or I appreciate. It. I'm sorry for that. Um, but we um, I will roll the the clip for the user or for the deliverer. Thank you, Z. Um, I, I greatly appreciate you answering the question. Very motivational. Yeah. One piece of advice to younger kids. What would it be? Any advice, young kids? Advice. What was that? <laughs> I don't know what it means. Uh, you don't have any advice? Huh? Uh, no. Oh, you, 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 what are you doing here? Uh, we're, we're shooting a podcast, a video. Oh, a video, I see. People can listen. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, so in the morning, what do I do? What does Alex do? And what do all the successful people uh, in the entire world do? And that is, A, have a routine. Uh, and, and accomplish the hardest things in the morning first. For me personally, and for Alex, I can speak for both of us. We love to um, we love to work out. We love to um, go to the gym. He's a more of a cardio and a calisthenics man, while I like more power lifting. Um, but we both go to the gym. In fact, if you guys watch, uh, in my personal opinion, the best video that's ever been produced out of Profit Chasers, the day in the life video. Uh, Alex actually filmed all of that, um, and you could see. He's in some clips of us working out. Uh, that was at 5 a.m. in the morning. Now, uh, I understand that every single one of you can wake up at 5 a.m. in the morning. Uh, now, our gym has, has changed their hours to 7 a.m. So I get up. Um, actually, this morning was, was a little bit of a fluke. Uh, but I usually get up at around uh, 5.30 to, to 5.45. Not incredibly uh, early, in my opinion. Today was 4.30, but it's because I went to sleep uh, very early and I wanted to get some reading done. However... When it comes to waking up early, when it comes to working out, and when it comes to uh, accomplishing the hardest things in your morning, the reason why it's so important, especially when it comes to day trading, is your brain needs to be operating at a high frequency. If you roll out of bed like I did, um, as soon as I quit, I had a construction background, uh, and I worked extremely hard, and I became complacent when day trading took my full-time job, and the second month after... Uh, I quit. I what I would do is I, I'd wake up at 9:25. Market would open at 9:30. I would literally, quite literally, roll out of bed and and get to trading. And my numbers were terrible. They were crap. I was not even profitable those months. Why? Because my brain was operating high frequency. How can you uh, make such large financial decisions uh, for your future uh, after being awake for five minutes, not even being, not even brushing your teeth? Uh, so what I suggest. I personally really love working out. Again, I'm a power lifter. I lift heavy weights in the morning. I accomplish one of the hardest things I do all day. Um, so when I'm at the office, when I sit down on my computer, my brain's operating at a very high frequency, and I'm ready to day trade. Um, I'm ready to make financial decisions. And plus, I'm my energy's there. My energy's matched all day uh, because I've already completed such a long task. I want to complete another one, another one, another one. So my personal opinion, uh, to, to elaborate on this a little bit more, is you need to wake up. I understand not every single one of you want to go in and bench uh, a ton of weight in the morning, a squat, a ton of weight, uh, but there's a lot of other things you can do. Uh, health and wellness is huge. It's, it comes uh, a great deal of success when you do it, and, and it doesn't have to be working out in the morning. Say you just you, you can't do it. You tried it a bunch, and you can't do it. You need to try other things. What I'm saying is you can't simply just wake up and expect to day trade and expect your brain to be there. Uh, you're going to be sloppy. Your mindset's not going to be there. You're going to be very emotional. Um, so maybe, Alex, first talk about really what your morning routine was. Uh, he actually just gave me a book not too long ago called The 5 a.m. Club. And I saw he read this uh, probably about a year before me. Uh, and uh, there was a point where I was like, man, this kid is hes waking up early every single morning. He's beating me now. I, I'd wake up at 5.30, 6 o'clock sometimes. Um, and this kid's already up biking at, at 5 a.m., up before the sun, beating the sun, and beating everyone before they're awake. So maybe, Alex, 
talk about the crazy journey you've had and, and how you uh, how you got to, to biking 100 miles. Yeah. <clears throat> so here's the deal. Robin Sharma wrote a book called The 5 AM Club. And it is crucial that any person has a routine throughout their day. Now, I understand that not many of you are going to be, you know, you know, jumping under your seats when you hear the word waking up at 5 a.m. But the point is, it doesn't matter necessarily when you wake up or when you go to bed. All that matters is the time that you're using between those hours that you are awake. Some people like to wake up at 6 a.m. That's totally fine. I personally prefer waking up at 5 a.m. I get a boost hearing that I am the first person awake. When I go out for a run at 5 a.m., I'm the only one on the street. When I'm biking at 5 a.m., the sun hasn't even risen yet. I'm the only person on the road. There aren't even cars at this point. It is an incredible wake-up call to know that I am, you know, in one form of a word, successful. Now, <clears throat> some of you may not have the same drive, so that's totally fine. Just make sure that during your day, you are spending your time doing something that is productive, set goals for yourself, and try to actually take action on those goals throughout your day. Otherwise, you're just wasting your time. Now, I remember <clears throat> during my college weeks, my first quarter at college, I spent most of my time kind of being distracted. There are so many inputs surrounding you every single day. You have all of these different people saying that you wanna hang out all the time. And you know, it's very easy to just say yes. It's a lot of instant gratification, which is one of the worst words that I believe is in the English language. I hate instant gratification for most things. Because when you're always you know, being distracted, when you're always doing all these different things besides focusing on your goals and your targets, you're not actually making any progress. There's this concept called traction and distraction. Traction is any action that you're taking towards your goals. Distraction is any action that is pulling you away from your goals. My goal is to be a successful author, to be a successful entrepreneur, successful podcast host, making sure that I'm doing these things. While I was at college, I frankly wasn't doing any of them. So I felt very distracted. A lot of my action was pulling me away from that. But as Jason mentioned, I biked 100 miles in six and a half hours. This is actually something quite common in the biking community but for somebody who's never really biked, it is such an incredibly difficult physical task. I remember it was on a Wednesday. Monday, I rode my bike 80 miles. Tuesday was 50, and then Wednesday, I woke up out of nowhere and biked 100 miles. <clears throat> normally, it takes people about four and a half months to train for something this intense, and they normally bike with other people. However, it was the middle of summer, it was 95 degrees outside, I was by myself six and a half hours on the highway, and I was biking this all. I was dehydrated, I was tired, my body was aching, but I did it. That is what we call mental toughness. David Goggins talks about it in his book, um, Can't Hurt Me, and after reading that book, I remember three days, 80, 50, and 100 miles were written. Now, these aren't the only days that I've ridden long distance, but certainly riding something that intense and doing something that hard for yourself proves and validates the fact that you can. And so I know that every single person listening out there is trying to do something with their life and if you're listening to Jason, you probably want to be a day trader. And I'm telling you this right now that you can, but it's going to take routine, it's going to take discipline, it's going to take action to make sure that you can do those things. Maybe you don't want to bike 100 miles, but maybe you want to make $100 million in one day or in a year. Whatever it is, you need to start taking action on those things now so that someday in your lifetime you can actually achieve those things. And that requires discipline and routine. So try to wake up early and do something that your future self will thank you for. Now, one thing to, to elaborate on, and you guys hear me say it probably 10 times a day in the live stream. Those of you who are avid PC members, you're probably rolling your eyes. Now, the word I'm looking for is consistency. Again, he talked about discipline. He talked about routine. Now, motivation comes and goes. Now, determination and consistency is showing up every single day. Now, for me, it's sitting at my monitor every single day. Hypothetically, this summer was a slow market cycle. There wasn't many penny stocks moving. There wasn't even much opportunity moving. It was, it was just pretty stagnant. Now, I showed up every single day because I knew one day it would switch. One day it had to switch. But if I, you know, took a few vacations and, and said, yeah, I'm off for the summer, um, and I wouldn't have made as, many, as much money as I did this year. Now, come third week of October, or sorry, second week of October, things switched. Uh, DWAC, for those of you who know, it kind of added uh, momentum back in the market, and I made six figures in one day. My first and only day I've ever made six figures uh, in one day. And if I were to just continue to, to not show up, uh, to not be attentive, to not practice, not honing my strategies and my skills, not stay disciplined, that wouldn't have happened. Um, luck is when preparation meets opportunity, and I 100% believe that 
I was being prepared every single morning. I sat on my screen and watched the stock barely move uh, 1%. And then to see a stock soar a few thousand percent, I was prepared. Now, um, a few ways to, to take that is maybe you're not ready to day trade every single day. A lot of you who are under the pattern day trader law, I don't want to elaborate that on, on, elaborate on the pattern day trader law much just because we talked about it last um, episode. But those days that you don't have a day trade, you need to be sitting down paper trading. I understand that uh, not every single one of you can do that because it's fake money, simulation money, but you still need to do it. You still need to practice your strategy. You still need to understand the software and the mechanic you're using. Um, if you just kind of slack on the other days, you, you don't have day trades and you said, well, maybe, maybe I'll, um, I'll sit down when I have a day trade. No, you won't. You need to sit down to, to no matter if you have a day trade, day trade or not, you need to be paper trading, practicing um, the skills. So when you have a day trade, you are ready, you are prepared um, to to make to make money. And another thing is consistently make gains. I see a lot of uh, traders try to. Um, we talked about in the last live stream, or sorry, the last um, episode, one percent a day, compounding interest. Now the compounding interest book, or the um, what's it called? I forget. The compound effect. Compound effect. Thank you. is is a really good book. That it was actually the first one that he kind of told me to read, and we read actually together. Now I've read several books since then, um, and one book that I really like in the compound effect, um, or one chapter I like, is it talks about the friends, the people who you were around. And I'd love to elaborate on that uh, a little bit more. Maybe Alex, you want to start, and then I can kind of add to it. Absolutely. So there's this quote that says, you are the average of the five people you spend your most time around, and there's nothing more that I agree with on this planet. You see, <clears throat> I, re- I wrote a book this past year. It's called Divided, and the entirety of the book is nonfiction, and it surrounds its idea, and the entire like, premise is that you are the average of the five people you spend your most time around. This idea comes from my own life. Someone that is very close to me struggles a lot with association. They tend to surround themselves with toxic people, Put themselves in, in toxic environments and put a lot of toxic inputs into their brain but association is by far one of the most important things because we are people people we love people and we love being around people and we love having people in our lives but it's very crucial that those people that are in our lives aren't just anybody you need to make sure that they're helping you grow in the direction that you want to go so i have five friends that i spend all of my time around and that's about it. I mean, I, I have other people in my life, my family and some other friends, but the majority of my time is spent around these five people. That is because as a successful business owner, as a successful person, it is crucial that you spend time with people that are aiding your, your, your growth. So Jason happens to be one of those friends. Um, I actually call this like kind of like the brain trust. I have a friend named John. And actually, it's kind of funny. All these friends have a J name. So there's, there's Jason, there's John, there's Jordan, there's Joey, and then... Um, the last one doesn't have a J name, but it is my friend Nick. And all five of these people help me in different ways. Jason is one of the hardest working entrepreneurs that I know, and so I look up to him a lot in that area. So it is crucial that you as a day trader, you as a person, surround yourself with people that are doing what you are doing each and every day. That way you can become the person you want to become one day. Now, um, I do not want to blame anyone for the actions uh, that I've I've taken in my life. It's a hundred percent my fault, uh, and no one is to blame but myself. And you should never throw the blame at anyone else. But you can succumb to peer pressure. You can uh, fall in places that you shouldn't be, depending on the people you are around. You can be uh, pushed and maybe motivated to do things you shouldn't be doing. And that's exactly what happened when um, I was in high school and when I was in college. Not that any of these people were bad people. Uh, they were in fact great friends. But great friends uh, for some areas in life. They weren't great friends for investing in motivation <coughs> and entrepreneurship. So when I dropped out of college, when I graduated early from high school, I had, in my opinion, a, not a good friend group. I had a very unmotivated friend group. I had a friend group that was planning on doing society's plan uh, and was fine with that. Uh, planning on just making an hourly wage, a cap to their time. Uh, and that was just extremely depressing to me see so many people willing to put a price on their time. Um, and, and that was just was so upsetting. Uh, and so I, I searched for people who potentially thought like me, who wanted more in life, not just financially, but spiritually, physically, uh, in every area of life. So 
I created a group called Mindset Mastery, and that's in how I actually met Alex because he reached out to me, and he had the same problem. He didn't have any friends at the time, and he was an aspiring entrepreneur. Um, but it is 100% true. You are indeed the average of the five people you're spending most of your time with. It's funny how he said five people. He didn't say a bunch of people, some of my friends. He had a cap to the amount of friends he spent most of his time with. Not that you cannot spend time with any other friends, but a good majority of your time best be spent with people who push you every single day. Uh, my best man is probably my biggest hype man, my best friend growing up. Uh, he texts me every single day, make sure you make an, another video today, make, make an extra YouTube video, do this, do that. Uh, and the cool thing about it is he gets, him and I are, are a lot alike, and when we see each other win, we get more excited for their wins than our own. I saw him make, a, he had a $500 day in, in a small account um, on, on Monday, and it paid for his entire trip to uh, Cancun, Tulum. We're going to go on a, a team retreat, and he was excited that in one day of day trading in, in a few minutes, he was able to pay for an entire luxurious vacation. Um, now, uh, I was probably more excited for him than he was for, me, for himself, and, and it is like that vice versa because we want what's best for each other. You need to find people like that, people who get more excited about your wins than you do yourself. Uh, or else it's, it's going to be extremely, extremely hard um, to to make it there. You can't make it by yourself. It's almost impossible. I, I tried. Trust me. Now, um, an easy way to find that is to just put up a simple post um, and, and see who, A, who tries to shoot you down, and B, who tries to build you up. Something about entrepreneurship, maybe even day trading, whatever it may be. For those of you who, you know, for the friends that, that slide up on your story or, or talk to you and text you and say, hey, why are you doing that? Or, or hey, what are you doing? That's, that's cringy. That's annoying. You need to remove those individuals out of your life. For the people that say, hey, I want to learn. Or, or hey, I could teach you this. I could, let's do this together. Those are the people you want to you stick to and, and ride with for the rest of your life. So I'm, to wrap that part up, I'm extremely thankful for the friends I have. Extremely thankful for the connections I have. Um, and the ble- I, I consider them blessings because they all help me out uh, extremely. One of my good friends this morning, uh, after we worked out, he just simply said, I'm so thankful for the friend group we've built. We are all extremely thankful because we push ourselves. We push each other. We have habits. Um, we make sure we complete those habits. We complete those goals. So uh, you want to make sure you find those type of people in your lives. And and it's more than one. I, I think it's important to find just more than one friend that, that can push you like that. Um, so I guess maybe A, give a list of, of books that um, people who... Uh, need to escape that mindset, uh, can read to people who are, are looking to kind of get out of the trap and, and get the wake-up call. I, I consider it like a wake-up call. It's like living a second life almost when you realize, you know, not putting a cap to your time, not putting an hourly wage to your time. Yeah. Uh, maybe speak to those people and, and give a list of books you would recommend. Yeah, so right off the bat, I've already mentioned it in this podcast, The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy is by far one of the most impactful reads I've ever read in my entire life. It's what really started off this entire chapter of growth and prosperity for myself. And it's something that I think that every single person out there, whether you're a day trader or an entrepreneur, should be reading. And not just once, several times. I've read that book myself three times, once by myself, once with the Mindset Mastery Group, and then once again with my friend John. So after that, I would go straight to maybe The Magic of Thinking Big. Now this I've is never read that one. Yeah, this is um, a book that talks about the way in which you can grow your mind and expand your mindset, and you can really just have a big think when it comes to the way in which you approach life. Why play small? Denzel Washington always says in, in his graduation speeches, because like there's there's no point in, in playing small. So you know that would be a good book. Right. Um, the next book I would say is Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. This is an absolute staple that all of you should be reading several times throughout your life. Um, there and so you know that that is just you know expanding on the idea number one of mastermind and, and just the idea of thinking and becoming wealthy and really bringing in um, what we like to call um, just you know the power of attraction, the law of attraction. Um, another book as far as you know, physical endurance and, and callousing the mind, Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins. This is something that I want every single person out there to read no matter what. It is an absolute game changer to see what one man can endure in their life and actually make out of their life. David Goggins is a man who has endured the most abuse, the most pain I've ever seen anyone on this planet ever face, but then actually turn that pain into something that is absolutely incredible. This man has run 
like hundreds of miles with two broken feet while peeing blood and, and successfully com- completed that. He holds the record for the most amount of pull-ups in one single day. It is, it is incredible what this man has, has faced and it really helped me in my journey when I was biking 100 miles in one day, biking 80 miles, 50 miles, you know, being able to run or bike when it's, it's 20 below zero. There was one time I remember I biked 55 miles and it was 10 degrees below, um, below freezing. And so if you don't know, that's negative 10 degrees Fahrenheit. Um, and it was, it was cold outside. There was snow. Uh, I, I was, don't think, I, think, I, I don't think it is. Well, I think uh, is it, like 20 it, degrees. That'd be like 20 degrees. Uh, okay. Right? Well, actually the temp, I, I worded that wrong. The, the temperature was actually negative 10 degrees Fahrenheit. Um, Jeez. And so I was wearing snow pants. I was wearing sweatpants. I was wearing a shirt and a jacket. And you still wearing, biked? Yeah. What, you have snow tires on those pants? <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, I'm serious. With I, the ice biked, and everything? Yeah. 55 miles. It was snowing. It was a blizzard out. My dad told me I was insane. And um, no, I, I successfully completed it. I have. Um, I agree with your dad my, actually on that one. My Strava account, and, and it was one of the hardest things besides hundred miles that I've ever done. Um, but you know, sometimes you forget your wins, and I was actually glad that I'm on this podcast because I just remembered that one. Um, but yeah, that was a very intense day for me. Um, but, <laughs> but, it, but it couldn't be possible if I didn't read "Can't Hurt Me" by David Goggins. Um, and I'll give you guys one more. I believe that would be five books. Um, I would say Ego is the Enemy by Ryan Holiday. This book, in, in, in a lot of ways, helps your ego, obviously, um, and being able to manage ego when it comes to success and realize that even when you become sex- successful, it's always the best to stay humble and not brag about your wins. But remember them lightly as you move throughout your day and just be happy and grateful for where you are in life, but also maintaining a positive outlook Oh, wait, I'm going to throw you guys one bonus book because this is a book I've wanted Jason to read for a while. And this, for you entrepreneurs, is going to just wreck your life. Um, the Go-Giver is is such an incredible book. Jason's friend Owen actually has it. I lended it to him, and I want Jason to read it next. <clears throat> and it's a story about you know being able to network yourself with successful individuals. Five, actually, individuals in this book um, help the one entrepreneur you know reach you know infinite amounts of wealth in all terms of the word, you know, um, health, wealth, love, and happiness to, to have a good life. So, yeah, read The Go-Giver. What Alex doesn't know is I've already read that book. <laughs> yeah, yeah, actually, that's the only one that I've, I've read in, in, like, a week. I, that was the one I picked. Actually, no, Make Your Bed was, was the one I read yeah. the other day. That's kind, of, that's kind of a good one. It's yeah. a short read. For those of you who, who want it, I'll throw one more book out there, who want a, an extremely short but extremely motivational book, um, I'd say make your bed. That's just a super easy one. He also has a really good, um, good uh, speech. Now, also quick highlights I wanted to post about that is he said, um, "What was it? Denzel Washington quote: Dream bigger or, or well, go." It's it's uh, don't play small. Uh, never play small. Never play small. But and, um, there, there's actually a, we want to talk about failure on this podcast, and there's a really really good quote in that entire speech. He talks about this idea of falling forward. A lot of people, especially, you know, your close family members, when you try to do something as big as entrepreneurship, will tell you, you know, have a plan B, honey, you know, make sure you go to college. But the thing is, is I don't understand the plan B because if I'm going to fall, I want to fall forward. There's nothing to fall back on. Like if I want to fall anyway, it's like I want to fall forward so I can see what I'm going to hit as I'm falling. And that just is such a powerful quote, in my opinion. Um, I think it's a great segue to our first question. Uh, but before we go there, um, what I wanted to say is, is you need you guys should often have goals that scare you, goals that are are extremely hard to obtain. Uh, I have an individual that's one of my friends that his goal is to make a hundred thousand um, dollars next year. Now, why would he cap himself at that? Why wouldn't he uh, go for something a little bit harder, like two hundred fifty thousand um, dollars? Now, I, I it's a lot harder for him to have certain things in place to to net one million. Uh, because there's a lot of room for him to grow, but I think two hundred fifty thousand dollars for him is is extremely doable. I think I think a million dollars is definitely doable. Um, but why cap yourself at that? Because if you fall short, I'd rather fall short at a million than fall short of a hundred thousand. That's for damn sure. Yeah, yeah, you're good. So last year, my senior year of high school, to this point, um, I challenged myself in a hundred days to make a million dollars. At the beginning of the hundred days, I didn't have a network. I didn't have any association that could possibly get me a network of something over a million dollars, and I didn't actually have the skills in place to, you know, net a million dollars. I didn't know really how to 
day trade. Didn't know really how to do many things. But it was the goal that scared me so much so that you know every single day I was waking up at 5 a.m., going to the gym, making sure I had you know a good mindset about life, reading books nonstop, audios nonstop, trying to reach out to individuals. I, I During that year, during those 100 days, I became friends with Jason Byers. I became friends with my good friend Jordan. Um, I strengthened my relationship with John. And there are several other individuals that you know that helped me along the way. One of my biggest mentors was um, Carmelia, the girl that I helped um, get to 18,000 followers in on TikTok in two weeks, a celebrity matchmaker. I've talked to people that have written on the New York Times before. I've connected to several individuals that have helped me along the journey in 100 days because I was so scared every single day that you know June 1st was coming right around the corner. I need to act fast. I got a business coach. I hired a business coach and I spent my entire net worth on hiring this guy. This guy charges $100,000 for you know adults to coach with him. I spent $4,000, everything that I had in my bank account on helping, like having this guy help me out for the extended period of time of the challenge. We wrote an entire ebook in the span of a few weeks and, and we, were, we were publishing it and we, we were having webinars and, and there, everything was moving at such a rapid pace. I started my first company, CoreLive Enterprises during that time. I, you know, just life just exploded and I, I really couldn't, couldn't control it. Now, sadly, I didn't, I didn't hit the target, but like how would a 17 year old even hit a million dollars in a hundred days? It's not, you know, feasible, but the goal, the, the whole point of the entire story is that I was very scared during those hundred days. I networked with so many individuals that now, you know, a million dollars is a lot closer to me than it would have been last year because right. of the things that I had set in place. Now, you know, I could probably hit a million dollars in, in this year, this upcoming 2022, and I hope to surpass that. But, it, you know, if I didn't work so hard, if I didn't stay up so late all those weeks and in, in, in times, you know, I, I really burnt myself out. I didn't have a lot of friends during that time. Um, and, you know, school, you know, school was put on the side, college was put on the side, and like I was focused on this goal. And that's, that's what Jason is really talking about here, just making sure you have goals that really drive you, really push you. Mm -hmm. And when you get out of bed, they scare you. Don't be afraid to, to say you want to make $100 million if that's what gets you excited. You probably won't. But don't, don't even listen to me because you know the only thing that is going to motivate you is you and your goals. Make sure these goals scare you so that you actually take action on them. Because I promise it works as long as you're scared. Yeah, no, definitely. One goal that, that comes to mind is I wanted to have 100,000 followers, and I wanted to make 100,000 followers in a month. I only had 3,000 followers at the beginning um, of a four-week period, and I knew that I'd have to put myself out there more, I have to make more content, uh, provide more value. And I, I'm surely glad I did that uh, because we actually hit that in three weeks. So I was, was really glad that we were able to, to score 100,000 followers. But that's besides the point. So Corey, um, he actually just upgraded his, his PC membership to PC Gold membership. So Gold member Corey said... Um, if you get a chance, I'd love to hear, first of all, before I, before I answer this, uh, great job in the $1,700 profit on the day, Corey. Great job, man. Uh, you killed it. So he said, if you get a chance, I'd, I'd love to hear how you handled losses when you were young and trading, as far as not chasing them and not compounding things and making it worse. How did you have the mindset of having those rules and sticking to them? Really good question. That is a really good question. Um, and the first part of that was how did I handle them? And the simple answer to that is you need to celebrate your losses just as much as your success. Uh, there's, a, there's a famous video of a real estate investor, Andy Koshman, where a guy asked him, how, what, what does it feel like to lose a million dollars in a night? You know, how do you wake up in the morning? He said, you know, I, I smoke a good cigar. Basically saying, um, you're, you, need, you learn from your losses and your successes. So as long as you take uh, a lesson from that loss, as long as you don't let it happen again, um, in, in your eyes, it could have been a successful loss, meaning if I wouldn't have lost um, that little amount when I first started, say I took a $300 loss. Now, it was, at that point, maybe 10% of my portfolio because I made some a stupid decision. I went against my rules. I'm sure glad it wasn't 10% of my portfolio when my stock account reached over $300,000. You know, that would have been a, a sizable loss, a really big loss. So those, those small losers, take A, take pride in them because you're learning. You shouldn't be continually having those losses. If you are, your strategy or your, your discipline when it comes to day trading or trading period um, is not right. Uh, but if for some of those beginner losses that you do incur, um, you guys need to celebrate them. You need to remember them because, you know, just so they don't happen again. It's every trader has them. Uh, and, and so waking up knowing that there's going to be another opportunity tomorrow 
to either A, make that money back, um, or, or B, to, to make more money than what I lost. And that's what kept me coming back every single day. Even, you know, for the first, it, there's no secret, the first three years of me trading, I wasn't profitable. I probably lost $25,000 in three years, maybe two years in trading, uh, because I didn't know what I was doing. Um, and to put that in perspective, I made that in one day, two days ago. So it's it's really just all A, all about perspective and knowing that it's it, trading is all about growth and scalability. Um, I only traded with two or 3,000 when I first started. Now I took my first position that actually uh, on accident went over a million dollars. I never, that was the biggest position I've ever took. A little bit of a leverage, more than I would have liked to uh, have on that, on that trade. Uh, but basically saying is, is I understood what I did wrong in the beginning, so I don't have to do them now when I have a lot more money. Uh, and the second part of that question, um, as far as not chasing them and compounding things and making it worse, that's, such, that's a beginner lesson. I, I actually saw someone in their Discord, a free member, I'm not going to um, say the individual's name, but I saw that this trader had lost probably on seven or eight different stocks, and every single stock, it was a bigger and bigger loss. And what I, what I gathered from that is, is A, the discipline wasn't there. Um, they, that, in, that individual um, didn't walk away from, from the trading monitor. Say your max loss is $2,000. That individual lost 5000 at that day. Uh, so he doubled his, more than doubled his, his max loss, and he snowballed it. That's a video I have on risk management. Um, snowballing your loss. You need to be good, A, at losing. You need to lose often. I lose every single day. I, you know, there's, today I didn't have a red day, so maybe technically in, in, in trading I didn't lose, but in other areas I probably lost. Um, not texting that friend, not doing that extra thing. So you lose every single day. Uh, but realizing that if you lose often and you're good at losing, uh, there's, what's the book that actually talks about that? Uh, but, so to kind of answer your question, Corey, uh, as far as not chasing them, realizing that tomorrow's a new opportunity, tomorrow's another day. Um, now, it's kind of um, poetic that you lost like $1,300 on, on an accident. It wasn't even really your fault. Um, this, he does, I don't think he minds me sharing, uh, this individual had a limit order in off a halt and not a stop limit order. And it got filled entirely in the stock um, tanked. It didn't hit a, it, what he thought would be a stop limit order, and he lost $1,300. Uh, I could tell he was upset. I could tell uh, it took a little bit of a burden on him. What did he do today? He manned up. He was able to walk away from it. Um, two days later, he made $1,600. And now he's up, say, $300 on the week. Um, might not sound like a ton, but what he did was he, he, he learned a very uh, expensive lesson, and he didn't compound that loss. He was disciplined. He walked away, understanding that, yeah, that's, that's going to suck, um, you know, for the rest of the day, it might hurt his mindset. Uh, but once you lose, just know that, especially if you're a beginner, once you lose a certain amount of times and you've done it for a certain amount of years, certain losses shouldn't affect your mindset throughout the day. You know, it got to a point where if I had a red day, the entire rest of my day was, was ruined, 100% ruined because I had a red day. And and I if say I only trade for an hour a day. The other 16 hours I was awake were ruined because of one hour on my day. Now imagine I did that every single day, um, how terrible my life would be. Now, your your life shouldn't revolve around the stock market because we're training you to be as robotic and as emotionless as possible. Um, so try not to let it affect your day. Try to do other things. What I did that helped me a lot when I was younger um, was do things that I enjoyed to get my mind off of that loss. I loved playing basketball and working out with my friends. I liked at the time, I, I, I liked playing video games with some of my friends. Doing things um, to kind of get away from watching stocks and realizing that tomorrow is net zero, game time. Um, so that that's what my advice would be on, on that given question. Really good question. I can elaborate more on it, but maybe we'll save it for our one-on-one -on -one lesson. <clears throat> Do you have anything you want to add off, off of? Now, Rigo said, well, actually... Um, books <laughs> and Alex kind of killed it on the books. Um, and he said, and what can you do to be and say as robotic as possible? Stop those emotions like greed and fear from distracting you while trading. And I have a, a YouTube video on the three things that helped me become a profitable trader. And the one thing I think I can elaborate on on this question is 
have other sources of income. I talk about in the video um, when my wife, uh, she was my my girlfriend or my fiance at the time. I guess she was my fiance at the time. Um, we shared a bank account. We both were extremely broke, so um, it only made sense for both of us to have the same bank account. And uh, she didn't have a job. I lost my job, and all I had were was was money in my trading account. So our entire finances, which we had about two thousand dollars a month in bills we had to pay for to literally just just skate by mortgages i had on on two homes um or, or actually no one home at the time um i had two car payments i had we had credit card bills and to, to be able to live and, and just you know pay for food and groceries i factored about two thousand dollars a month um and my our our income, our household income, had to rely on how good I was at trading at the time. This was, this was, uh, I think, two years ago, three years ago. I'm so bad at time. Um, and what happened was uh, I became a very emotional trader. Why? Because both of our finances had to rely on how good and how successful I was and how I performed. That was a lot of stress because if I did bad in the month, we didn't pay bills, we didn't eat, we didn't have, we didn't make ends meet. Now, I was able to do this. Uh, for probably about six straight months until um, she finally got another job and I was able to build up other sources of income. Uh, now, trading will always be my main source of income, my biggest source of income. Uh, but being able to have other things to fall back on, and hypothetically, if there's a dead month. Um, now, fortunately, I've only had two red months um, this year, and they were back-to-back -back months. Um, and that's pretty common. I usually have 10 green months and two red months a year on average. Um, those, if I had more than those red months, I have to have something else to fall back on. Now I'm at a point in my career where I can have a lot of red months before I have to have another source of income, start paying for my bills. Uh, but especially when you're first starting, it should not be your, for, your main source of income, especially when you're first starting. You need to prove to yourself at least for a year that you're extremely profitable when it comes to doing this. Um, to a point where um, you can have this pay all your bills and things like that. Because if you're not, you will become far more emotional, far more irrational in your decision making, and you will be a mess of a trader, especially on the red days. Because you will be thinking, oh my goodness, I need this money to pay bills, and it's just a wreck. So that's, that's my answer to that question. Watch that YouTube video. I, I did like the YouTube video. <sighs> what do we have for time? Uh, I think about an hour. About an hour. Really, let's um, let's wrap it up here with with um, what do you want, what do you want to talk about? What do we got? We talked about friends. I wanted to talk about friends. We didn't want to talk about books, mindset, routine. Uh, we we fitness, fitness, McDonald's. Um, <laughs> um, shoot, what else could we talk about? Let's wrap. Let's find something else. Yeah, so um, that morning, that YouTube video of Alex filming, if you guys haven't watched it, it's a day in the life video. He filmed the entire thing and choreographed the entire thing, uh, followed me around for the day. We were late to the gym because we had to perform a citizen's arrest because an individual was extremely drunk driving, and he peed um, all over his car, and I witnessed everything. <laughs> so uh, other than that, what is something else that we could talk about? Oh, so cool things to, to look forward to. We're going to have some real estate investors on here. I'm actually currently working on a real estate flip. If, if, for those of you who follow me in my personal um, Instagram account, again, that is Jason underscore buyers underscore. Um, I do believe that is. Or you can just go to Profit uh, Chasers, our, our Instagram, and it'll be right in the bio. Um, basically, I posted, you know, what cabinets should we renovate a house? And that's something that I'm extremely excited to look forward to. Uh, I think we touched on this last episode, uh, but you need to diversify, not when it comes to your stock portfolio, but when it comes to investing, period. A lot of people think I just reinvest in the stock market and have my entire life savings in the S&P 500 because I live, um, breathe, and eat uh, the stock market. Now, that's somewhat true because I, you know a good majority of my life is the stock market, and I, I love it, um, but I can't have all my eggs in one basket. I love long-term investing in stocks and cryptos. I love uh, long-term investing in real estate, something I'm, I'm really trying to build right now. Um, so that's, I'm pretty excited to kind of elaborate more. I want to save a lot of it for when we have this real estate investor. And the cool thing about it is this guy's, this guy's legit. 
Uh, he will definitely be a billionaire probably in the next 12 months. I don't, I don't think he's officially achieved billionaire status uh, as far as net worth. Uh, but when I last talked to him, um, he was he was damn near close. So pretty cool, inspiring guy. I swear that guy owns half of New- northern New York at least. Um, but I want to like to talk about one more thing. I don't know, Alex. Should we should we wrap it up here, man, or, or should we? Uh, we can wrap it up here. I I what what else did we not cover? Did you check out? Mm-hmm. So, oh, networking. Yeah, networking. You kind of covered it about when you needed the, the um, so I, I, I will, will, I'll end it on this. When it comes to uh, entrepreneurship, one thing that excelled, um, kind of motivated me was I was able, I got invited to go to a networking event um, in Miami where we hopped on a, a very expensive yacht. Um, and partied like crazy, um, and basically it was just a huge networking event. And that that boat, probably net worth wise, adding it all up was was definitely a few billion dollars. Uh, and it was really cool to see that so many successful people came out of so many different areas and markets, uh, and to realize there's so many different ways and paths to success. That was probably the coolest thing that ever happened to me. Now, because of those connections I made, my net worth probably from that trip has increased at least six figures. Um, I haven't really capitalized on them as much as I probably have should, um, but say that the, the entire trip cost maybe $10,000 because I you know, I, I, I like to ball out when I go on vacations. Um, that's a 1,000% return on investment if it added at least $100,000 in net worth just from the contacts I made alone. Now, it, that's, that was only in the past, that was five or six months ago. In a year from now, one of those um, connections could strike uh, an investment we can go in together, and, and it could be millions of dollars off of just a, at minimum, it could have been like a $3,000 investment. So if there's networking events, you don't have to go to the top of the line, bougiest ones, um, but personally, I think those networking events are huge, and my goal for 2022 is to go to at least minimum two of them, but I would like to do one every single quarter because I think it's so important to, to meet other people, not just in your field, but in other fields as well, who are also... They're just, they're just really cool, really fascinating. Um, and, you know, it's, it's interesting because when, you, when you're when you around an area that's not very wealthy and you go to somewhere like Miami and you're around a bunch of people who are worth, um, at the time, probably 90% of those people were worth more than me, if not 99%, uh, if I wasn't the brokest person there. Um, my net worth has changed a lot in the last five months. But uh, it's just cool be, because you always want to be kind of the low man on the totem pole. I feel like always always motivated it's hard to be motivated when you're always a top dog um, yeah. so that's one thing that i liked about it a good a good quote to add to that is um when you become like the best in the band it's time to find a new band and um what jason is talking about is it's like where we come from is an area that not a lot of economic prosperity lies um so you know for jason being in an area where there's nothing but wealthy individuals in and with i mean net worth wise a lot higher than Jason. It's it's really great to you know network with individuals like that. Your network ultimately will become your net worth. So do remember mm-hmm. that association is everything. Try to find individuals that are already where you're at. There's this concept called plus minus equals. Yep. You want one person in your life to be better than you, one person a little bit lower than you that you can teach, and then one person that you can run with, and that is your equals. And uh, yeah, that's what I have to say about that. One quick funny story. Uh, on the trip was there was this guy who was um, at the time I think four years older than me um, so he had a little bit more of a runway but he whipped out a little uh, on his phone a little um, crypto wallet and it had like a price tag of 56 million and it probably is worth more than 100 million now if he kept all of his positions I'm not sure how he, how he um, did it uh, and I'm not quite sure if it was 100% authentic uh, I do believe it probably was but I'm like, dude, how did you do it, man? You're 28, he's 24. I was only 19 or at the, at the time of going to that event. Um, I'm like, man, that's, wow, 50 million. I have five years, that's 10 million a year. I'm thinking that's a million a month. That's me hard right now. Um, it, for, you know, day trading, my, my goal was, you know, 10,000 a month. A month. Um, that's since 10X since then. Uh, but um, it, I was like, wow, how, how'd you do it, man? He said, <laughs> I'm not lying. 
drugs, hustling, <laughs> you know, drugs and hustling. I was like, no freaking way, this guy's, is he, I'm like, I, I thought he was lying, because, you know, well, people say that's a joke. He's like, serious, man, I sold a lot of drugs, a lot of cocaine, a lot of drugs, and I hustling, and I was like, dude, this is, this is not, this is not real. Not, I'm not advocating to, to get into that business. I was like, hey, I'm in the first few million doing drugs, and, and selling drugs, and flipping drugs. I was like, all right, dude, enough drugs. There's like billionaires around me, please stop saying drugs. Um, and, uh, and then he just got, he was an early crypto investor. But anyways, that's going to do it for episode two of Prop Chasers After Hours. I really do appreciate if you guys did stick around to the end. Stay tuned to episode three. I'm not sure when we're going to have the billionaire on here. Uh, hopefully episode three. Uh, and he's got a much cooler podcast studio than I do. Obviously, we did switch it up if you guys are on YouTube. Um, pretty cool. Pretty cool chairs. Brand new chairs. Um, expensive chairs. The furniture is so expensive now. And what's hanging above me is actually that is... Uh, the biggest buck in the family, and you can see that. And I shot that, uh, not not to flex or anything, um, but uh, we're gonna continue to improve these podcasts. Obviously, now we have two mics instead of one broke mic. Um, so again, one percent better every day, not just in stocks, but in life in general, in all areas of business, improving your 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 product or service. And we're gonna continue to do that here. We're gonna have um, Alex was an extremely extremely great um, person to have on podcasts. I really do appreciate your time. Thank you, Jason. Um, and we're going we're gonna to have him on set again. If you guys want to know more about what he's about or want to hear more about him, he does have his own podcast. Do Finally ready to grow. You can find me on Instagram, Davis, D-A-V-I-S dot Alex, zero eight. And then finally, my book is just finishing up, and it will be published. So, Jason, please, uh, yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll, keep, I'll keep everyone informed uh, in our Discord of our good friend Alex, whose book is published Super, super excited to read it. It is on my list. Jason also has a cameo in my book, an entire chapter dedicated to himself. Ooh. So I'm very excited for that. I can't wait to read it. I can't wait to read it. Hopefully uh, I don't go broke I'm trading penny stocks or something <laughs> like that. But anyways, guys, I do appreciate your time. I know we went over a little bit. Next time, please DM me the questions you guys want. We're going to do this every single Wednesday night and then post them on Thursday night for you guys. So Wednesday night, please do, or Tuesday night even better. DM me on Discord or on Instagram the questions you want us to go over, and we're going to pick them out from um, the top PC members. Also, last plug I'm going to make, we are hosting or doing a huge holiday sale, guys. We are doing a huge holiday sale. Our lifetime membership is 30% off. It is only $1,000 for life. To put that in perspective, I have users making well over $1,000, multiple $1,000 a day. And so one investment, that's a, a great return if you make you know, five exit in one day. It depends on obviously how much you're trading. Uh, but just know at the end of the sale, the end of January 1st, all of our prices are going to increase um, about 38%. Now our yearly is on sale, 25% off. It's just under $500 total a year. Or our monthly is only $34 a month just to get started uh, when it comes to day trading full-time with me. And that you guys know what that comes with. If you guys don't know what that comes with, please click uh, the link in my bio or go to ProfitChasers.net. Anyways, guys, I do appreciate your time. Have a good rest of your night or morning, wherever you're listening to this. And please implement what we talked about in your life. It will change your life tenfold. All right, guys. Have a good time. Still images. Yep. That's a very clean clap, my friend. <laughs>